Hello and welcome to the Wedding Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Pete the Celebrum, and we have a great episode coming up. But first, changing your name after the big day can be a big deal, and sometimes a little overwhelming. Thankfully, I've partnered with Easy Name Change, who will guide you through, or even do it for you. Follow the provided links and remember to enter the code PETESAVE5. Just like this podcast exists to help you plan your wedding, you can now download the Best Wedding app and swipe your way through Australia's best wedding vendors. Download the Best Wedding app from all major app stores. Have you ever felt the empty space of silence that swallowed you into the thought, what's missing? It's probably music. And it's the wedding DJ who's going to create the vibe and keep it alive. Today we meet Andy Cave from Ministry of DJs, where they offer not only incredible DJs, but also offer incredible live music too. So allow me to introduce to you the very talented Andy Kay. Well, hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Wedding Guide podcast. And today we have Andy Kay. Andy, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Doing very well, doing very well. Uh, now, Andy, you are from the Ministry of DJs, but that is not all that you offer. You've got huge, lots more different things. You've got uh, bongos or, or percussion. You've got saxophone, vocals. You, you, like, what? you know what? Tell us, Andy, take us through the story of how did Ministry of DJs start? And then we'll go into everything else from there. So how did it start? Well, first of all, thank, thank you for this opportunity to uh, chat with your, your podcast listeners. How did we start? So, I mean, I've been a DJ for over 20 years, started off as a, as a side hustle, side hobby, just for oh, my cool. love of music. And then um, about 10, 15 years ago, Ministry of DJs formed. Um Basically, through our love of music, our love of entertainment, and a love of playing at weddings and and, and various events, and um, yeah, and then it's just it's, it's grown ever since. So we we service all across New South Wales and and Victoria, so Melbourne, Sydney markets. Yep. And in terms of what we offer, we offer anything that's related to music. So DJs is our core core business, and yep. and we also offer things like you know percussionists, sax players, acoustic performers, and any anything music related needing for needed for a party. All right, so just everything music. So you said New South Wales and Victoria. Right. Is that like in the countryside of those places as well? I mean, anywhere a wedding is happening. Um, as as you know, weddings happen not just in metropolitan Melbourne and, and Sydney. They have they they spread into wineries and and, and country estates. So wherever yeah. the wedding is and where the event is, we're we're there. Um, but yeah, predominantly most of them happen within an hour within the CBD, but yeah, it, essentially any, any, anywhere the, the, the couples decide to get married, well, we can be there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I feel like most weddings happen within the, without that, that kind of hour travel of the city. Um, but yeah, definitely like, like we know we go everywhere. Sometimes we'll drive three hours for, a, for a wedding and uh, you know, I know there are organizers like Melly Rain. She literally tries, or since doesn't specialize, but she does do a lot of country weddings being a, country girl herself um so you'll go everywhere you'll take everything there now predominantly djs but when you say you've got 
saxophone and percussion and that are you are these bands you're gathering or are these uh accompaniments to the djs themselves yeah so typically they're accompaniments um that i mean we can form a dj band which consists of a, a dj to control the music from start to finish mm-hmm. and obviously the sax uh, saxophonist adding to that and potentially percussionists yeah. and vocals but currently it's a dj that controls the music um and we i mean in terms of add-ons they're, they're great. We we highly recommend adding them, especially a sax player, because they just they really lift the room up and, and get involved with the crowd and and really elevate the the atmosphere. But yeah, predominantly she's a DJ that has this is the core, I guess, focus on music, and then anything added to that will just enhance it even more. Hundred percent. I remember this one wedding in particular, and I've seen heat like I've been to heaps of weddings, thankfully, and receptions <laughs> where they do bring. Uh, like a live percussionist or a live, particularly saxophone. You know, there's there's so many, but there was one wedding in particular. It was at the Woolmill in Brunswick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they had a DJ down doing his thing, but uh, we came to part of the night where they wanted it to make it like a, a huge part of the night. It's almost like a gift to everyone to add this live element of music. And so um, from memory, it was right after the speeches and the way to end it was as a, you know, it's like a, for me, I was just like, as a thank you to everyone. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining them. Um, we've got a special little gift for you. This is for the rest of the night. Everyone allow me to introduce. And I mentioned their name and they then sort of came, they start playing. Like the beats have sort of been going on and building. And then you just see this guy coming from the down, like walking down the stairs, just like doing his sax thing. Um, and I can't, I don't know the song. But it's just—it's almost like a, that classic saxophone. It's probably um, Jabel. Jabel's probably the most common. Um, but yeah, it's one of those songs that people recognise. Yeah, uh, vocally, but um, yeah, it's not the name. Yeah. So he he then came down the stairs. And people just losing it, and uh, it was great. And then just joined the dance floor. There is something. There's something incredible. There's something really. It, it draws you in with this live element alongside a DJ. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, we, it's, it's it's a great novelty and a great surprise for guests as well. And the beauty mm. about our saxophonists is they're really engaging. So you'll find them sort of getting up and close and personal with guests and they work on a wireless microphone system. So they'll be roaming around the dance or, you know, yeah. playing live to, to the music that the DJ is pumping. And guests just love being up and close and personal with that live element. Yeah, 100%. People enjoy the... Uh getting amongst it and it is nice that they can actually get amongst it as well with their instrument uh i can't remember if i've had like a percussion there as well now i think you mentioned there's um and acoustic as well so is that with uh, acoustic guitar or electric guitar yeah, so there's two, um, two options. Uh, the, the acoustic side of things are either solo or duet. They, they typically play within, um, I guess, the Canapes Hour or Nice and uh, Early at the start. Yeah. Or we can yeah. have a live vocalist that play, I guess, songs over the DJ, mostly um, a cappella versions, so they can sing the vocals to, you know, all the popular songs. So we've yeah. got sort of, two options. One that I want more relaxed, easy, calming side of things or the party side of things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you are you yourself a saxophonist? Are you? Uh... Unfortunately, not. I've always I I um I just press the buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not that talented, unfortunately. I leave the uh the experts to do what they do best. Hey, someone's got to push the buttons. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> now you said you'd been doing this for twenty years. Have been DJing for twenty years. How did that start? What did you? What first got you into this? Yeah, I mean, like my like most DJs, it's usually just 
going out as a kid to the clubs and the festivals and the and the gigs and then yeah. just drawing that passion through music and then and slowly doing sort of house parties and then and friends events and then migrating to clubs and bars and and then eventually I, I was overseas for a period of time in London, for example, and I started doing a lot of, you know, bar and club and pub work there. And then yeah. just, uh, yeah, build the, the database of music, build the passion for music, build the, I guess, the, the experience of reading a crowd and seeing what people love. And um, my professional background is more event management. So I, I, I've been doing that for the first 10 to 15 years of my professional career and then use that to, to build the, the good and the bad of the events industry into the Ministry of DJs and um and now it is where it is and it's consistently growing which is a great thing yeah so can I ask where did you start then in what like event management where what what was that what did that look like yeah mostly sports sporting events and then other major events for example um you know Flemington VRC I worked in London for for Tottenham Hotspur for example I've worked yeah most mostly just uh, the major sporting events with the Australian Olympic Committee for example um yeah and then generate I guess the the, the malicious event management organizational skills to to build uh ministry of theaters as well yeah very cool look i'm i'm not a sports person at all in fact sports <laughs> and music are probably the one thing in my life that just i don't know they just didn't really happen for me you know i wasn't really i don't know my family wasn't really a sporty family uh I don't know, music wasn't really a big thing. Like mum was a ballet teacher, so there was music playing, but I just didn't, I don't know. It's almost like I just, it didn't happen for me. Uh, but Tottenham Hotspurs, uh, I uh, they have become my team many years ago, or they became my team many years ago through playing uh, FIFA in PlayStation. Yeah, I needed to pick yeah. a team, and I was like, well, I'll pick the Hotspurs, and uh, <laughs> I feel like great people go for the Hotspurs, so it just makes sense. Well, they're and, a very popular team at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, are they? Are they winning? I don't even know. Well, they've got. I mean, they're obviously famous for their Australian manager who's doing very, very well. So that's uh, right. Yeah. That is. I actually I did know that. I did read that, and a friend even confirmed it that they got an Aussie, which it almost surprises me. Like I know we do okay in Australia for our sports. Like we do do well. I shouldn't say we do okay. We do do well, but soccer isn't one that I would sort of go. Yeah, we are. I don't know. We're sending someone well, over to the Premier League to. Look, Ange, Ange has done tremendously. He's only, he's only going better and better. So he's he's, uh, okay. he's done very well. I mean, they're sitting top of the Premier League. He's the most successful, um, you know, f- football manager in, to his date, um, so to speak. So they're undefe- uh, not undefeated. They're top of the league. So things okay. are going very well for, for King Ange. Good, good. Doing well for himself, the team, and representing Australia. And... Yeah, so music. Music is another thing. I was talking to uh, a DJ just on the weekend, just just watching him do his thing, and um, I have no idea how to do it. But I know that it obviously takes a pretty good skill set, one knowledge of music, uh, because it seems when I'm when I go to receptions and I'm just sort of watching what's going on, I know that there's normally a list of songs or at least some form of songs or or, or uh, uh, I guess the songs that they want to be played. Um, but then there's also a lot of, uh, I don't know, work from the DJ to figure out what's going to keep the dance floor pumping, like what's going to keep it going. What do these people want to hear? Because you've got different age groups, you've got you know different interests, you've got different demographics, like there's different things here. And um, how do you find that going like on the nights of weddings? Like how do you navigate that? I mean, for us in our team, it's 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 quite easy. Like we do this week in, week out. Um, it's it's all about just reading the crowd. Like 
but the, the DJs we have on our team, they're, they're very experienced. They've got at least five, 10 years on their belt and they do this blindfolded, so to speak. So yeah. the way they do it is just reading the crowd. If like, for example, a small example is just playing nice, nice classics, nice and early and seeing what's, what they're vibing, what they're working. Um, if that's working, great, continue it on. If that's not, mixing it up as well. And that's another beauty about having a good experienced DJ because if something's not working, we can just mix it up and, and get something that gets people vibing as well. We also obviously, obviously work with our club couples close closely to find out what, what they like and what they think their guests like as well. So that's all the pre-work that gets done before the wedding mm-hmm. and having those, you know, the right songs ready and, and mixing them in the right time as well. So, for example, if there's a... You know the particular songs for for the couples that they want is you know sort of say ten songs long, making yeah. sure that they're played at the right time. If there are different different genres, for example, playing the R and B during the R and B sets, playing playing the retro during the retro sets, as a small example, and just seeing what 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 the crowds are reacting to. So if you play a song that you know it's going to go off, um, seeing what you know, reading that and then continuing on that flow. So it's a nice journey, a nice experience on the dance floor. Okay. Okay. Like I don't know practically how that all works, but I guess it's what you you find. You know the songs that have uh, you picking yeah, some a, of the yeah. Like how how does that work? We have a lot of. I mean, again, through through experience, it's a, there's a lot of songs that we I personally call insurance songs that I know that guarantee <laughs> to work. And some okay. examples of that, yeah, town funk. So I want to dance with somebody that everyone just loves. They know and and when when you you know if you play, you will get a really positive reaction. Okay, cool. Cool. I've just seen, uh, look, I've seen uh, a few DJs over the time and some conversations, they're like, I just cannot pick this crowd. And they'll put on one song that they thought would be a banger, didn't. Then they'll put another one on that they were unsure about and it just goes off and just like, I can't get them. I don't I don't know. So it seems to be, I guess that's the knack, isn't it, of being able to read the crowd? Well, I mean, me personally, I see that as a good challenge, as a positive challenge. So then sure. like, if you, something's not working, you, you just, you experiment with other things but I mean typically given it's a wedding everyone's ready to have a good time everyone's ready to, to party and it's it's a it's a rare situation that happens but um yeah. yeah I guess that's one of the fortunate things about being in this industry where we know that people are there with their loved ones and and they're just ready to, to let loose on the dance floor and it's, it's not often that you get to be on a on a stage with so many friends and family because we're, we're not getting any younger anymore so the, the yeah. days where we you all go clubbing and, and partying together is sort of <laughs> limited. So the fact that we can get all together and a gathering with all our friends and loved ones is, is great. And it's, um, yeah, it's a step forward to having a good time. Look, I can tell you, I was never really much of a clubber back in the days, but uh, about a month ago, I did go out with some friends for his partner's birthday. And I was on the dance hall till about four in the morning. And <laughs> I can tell you, as someone in his mid 30s, Look, I was kind of proud how far quick I bounced back, but I imagine you'd bounce back a lot quicker as a 20-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not spring chickens anymore. No, no. But that was it was fun times. And that's what weddings are about, getting on the dance floor, just having fun. And that's what you need DJs for, just to really bring that all together and to make sure that they're hitting the tunes that everyone's loving. 100% right. Like, as I said, people people aren't going to... Music and the entertainment of a wedding is such an important thing. And we tell this to all yeah. our couples and clients. It's, people aren't going to remember the, the colour of the tablecloth or the you know the napkins they use. And yeah. they remember the experience that what they leave yep. the venue with, whether it be dancing with Cousin George to the Zorba or dancing yeah. with London Pups to the Nutbush, whatever it is, 
or dancing with a couple to Taylor's love story. That they're the, the, the intangible moments that you remember, and you you can capture them on film as well. And that's what you sort of freak um, remember by by looking at your yeah. old, old Instagram feeds, etc. Yeah. Do you get asked a lot by couples, uh, or maybe it's even the statement they want to have, like they just want everyone dancing. And I guess when they they might ask you, how can you make that happen? Work. What do you say to that? It's a very, very common question, and something yeah. we, we expect to get asked a lot. Sure. That's what yeah. we, we take it. We take it on board. That's what that's what you pay for the service. That's what we pay. You pay to do it. Yeah. That's what we do best. I mean, I've, I've got a few dance hall tips that that I, I used to tell clients, which I'm happy to share with your guests. Please. Um, yeah. I mean, the first one is we always recommend having the first dance right before the dance hall opens up. Now, the reason we do that is, and um, it's, it's a good segue to opening up the dance hall. We always love yeah. also getting the MC to ask people to segregate around the couple just to be upsetting and make it less awkward for the couple as well, especially yeah. if they're not confident dancers as well. And that's also a good segue to play, you know, to open up the dance hall because everyone's already up on their feet and sort of they're halfway there as opposed to getting them up on the, off their chairs. Yeah. So that's a good sort of a, a life, a wedding hack, I guess we we like to recommend to our clients. That it is. Um, another option is, I guess, to dim the lights as well and have the party lights mm. going after the uh, the first dance, just to get that ambience happening in the room, and also have the you know use people like yourselves as the MC who play an important role within that that ambience to introduce everyone onto the dance floor and announce the dance halls open up because. People, by the way, they're guided by the MC. They're guided by someone who's, you know, lets them know how, to, how the night's structured, as you know how important that is. And if you open up the dance floor verbally and vocally, people are drone, are prone, sorry, to um, to to be there and to, to dance the night away. Yeah. Um. What else? So, having the bride and groom on the dance floor is quite important as well. We find. Um, True. It, I mean, the couple are there. They're the, the highlights of the of the evening. So yeah, wherever they are, naturally their guests are going to follow. So if you see the bride on the dance or guests are going to be there as well. So that's another mm. trick. If, uh, if a bride or groom are, or a couple asks, how do I get people on the dance hall? Then a simple hack is just being there present yourself and you'll see the, yeah. the crowd will follow as well. Very simple, but yeah, those are the things you need. I think that the whole getting everyone around the dance floor for the first dance and then using that as the stepping stone into the dance floor is crucial, simple, but crucial. I should also mention the following song yeah. after the first dance is quite important as well because yeah. it's it almost ignites the dance or who or whatever the couple pick or the song they pick or whatever the DJ picks because it's sort of, um, it's almost a make or break moment we find. So if mm. you pick a really, really good song, it's it opens up the night. People are sort of comfortable dancing and and it's sort of it's the, the night just flows for it from that. If you pick a challenging song, then it's it's always a, always a risk. So that having that song that follows the first dance or opening up opening up the dance always such a crucial moment as well. We find in yeah. historically with our weddings. Do you recommend? Maybe we'll we'll come to sort of the the practicalities of what you take couples through. Mm-hmm. Um, but do, is there like a list of some? some bangers or some songs that, you know, these are the ones that are almost like, like you said, you've got some insurance songs. These are, this is what I would recommend playing straight after that song. We, we always like to ask the couple, our couples first, what they prefer for the songs yeah. in part, part of our, I guess, the, the, the preparation process of, of our weddings. But if they're stuck, which is absolutely fine, we always reckon we can always recommend a few songs as well, even on the night as well. So seeing what the crowd's yeah. vibing and allowing the, the responsibility to the DJ to pick something 
And now mm-hmm. we're not going to pick any. We're going to pick something that we know and we want. We expect it's going to work because if we've got that, yeah. you know, that's our goal is to get everyone dancing and having the time of their lives. So, um, yeah, trust your DJ because that's that's exactly what we're 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 there to do. Yeah, cool. Um, the desk, yeah, having then the couple on the dance floor is a massive one because people want to be around them. They want to hang out with them, and um, so that's like it's again, it's a simple one, but it's like, well, yeah. How do you get the dance floor going? If you're on there, people are likely to follow. Yeah, and we want to see our couples have a good time as well. I mean, they're we're, we're there to service them more than anyone else. So if they're having a good time, we're having a good time as well. Yeah, definitely. So let's go through, I guess, that the, the practical thing. So a couple will get in contact with you. Uh, do you have an initial meeting with them? How does that work? Yeah, we're quite open and flexible. Um, we've got a team in Melbourne and Sydney, obviously managing the the event operational side of things, but. Um, yeah, I mean, initially, it's, it's, I, we like to have a, a telephone call, call just to find out more about what, you know, what their wedding's like, what's important to them, yeah. what, what vibe they're looking for. You probably get that word a lot with, within weddings. Yeah. Um, and find out what's important to them. So find out what in terms of music, ambience, song selection. Um, and we also like to find out more about where the wedding is, you know, sort of the, the start and finish time, how many guests, just so we can formulate a quote for them as well. Yeah. The next stage, I guess, is just working with a dedicated event manager, which we'll, we'll sign to them as well. And they're there yep. from start to finish um, yep. throughout the process with any sort of musical advice, any any suggestions. Um, you know, we, we send a questionnaire out to our couples as well to find out more about, you know, their personality styles, which find, or even sort of ask them some things like what's their favourite radio station to, yep. you know, what do they listen to when they're sort of, when they're having chill out time or exercising, et cetera. And make it a more personal experience as opposed to just seeing you on the day and bang, you know, see you later after that. Yeah. Um, and then we also have the, I guess, the meat and bones of the, the wedding, which is more the event form, which is an online template we use that it's quite helpful because it gives the couples an opportunity to give us all their key songs they want heard on the night, any any specific playlist they like. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and, of course, any do not play songs as well so we can ensure that we're all ready to go. And, 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 um, and that also allows us to... I guess select the right DJ for their for their events. So, for example, if we get a brief that's sort of more R and B or retro focused, whatever it is, we've got that perfect mm. DJ for them. Or if they want a DJ that's more, I guess, a, a cultural wedding, for example, we've got the perfect DJ for them. Okay. But um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, all of our DJs are open format, so they play a variety of genres, and they they've got that experience to play any all forms of weddings, all shapes and sizes. Yeah, that's good to know. I guess that you've got. DJs who I guess specialize or that's sort of their maybe their niche or what they they're really good at. Exactly. It's um I mean every wedding's different and every event's different mm. and we respect that. So we're we're here to sort of service every single wedding individually and and yeah, yeah capture everyone's individual needs. And then a couple books in with you. They yep. they like it, they go ahead. What's what's the next steps from there? So the next steps will be, I guess, we start the um, the the I guess the the fun part of the, the event is the planning of it. So we then send the the questionnaire, which is an online questionnaire, to find out, like I said, more about their personality st- styles, and then yeah. we start the actual planning process. Um, and that can be the sort of a year, two years, or even a month out. Um, yeah, where yeah, we're flexible and whenever our events are, we're, we're quite adaptive. And then it's just getting the the preparation right. So having to make sure that you know our couples are comfortable in terms of what songs they've they've selected and and we've given our um our honest opinion in terms of if it's gonna work or not. Yep. 
Um, and yeah, just being 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 side by side and arranging sort of any uh, a call from the from the DJ close to the event to make sure they know who they're getting. They get their DJ profile as well, so yeah. they're sort of quite across everything as well, and they're transparent in terms of who they're getting as well. Yeah, um, and then establishing that that really close relationship with um, both the DJ and the event manager with the client. There are some venues like an I'm only thinking I know, Crown is one of them where. Uh, bump in for a DJ, you've got to almost do like a course, I think, or you've got to do like a little, I know it takes a while to get it, like even get into the building and that is for, are there, do you find that there are many venues like that that require, I don't know, like things to be certified or checked in terms of electrical um, stuff or. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite sad. Every venue's got their own individual requirements, but um, mm. we're finding, I guess from a musical perspective, a challenging part is more like sound restrictions. So mm. it's, a, it's an interesting thing I started to appear, especially with more in the city venues. There's a lot of sound limiters. So I always, yeah, if, you, if you're going to book a venue, definitely ask that question because the last thing you want is having a, you know, a pumping party and then the sound ch- cluts off for, for no reason, no fault of the DJ, obviously, you know, if it's, it's slightly over the, the volume. But it's um yeah it's always challenging as a musician uh, and a DJ to to be working with with sound limiters within venues yeah. especially when the one just cut out because it's so awkward when you're playing a good oh, song yeah. you got the palm you got the crowd in the palm of your hand and then the music just cuts off it for no fault of um yeah of the DJ unfortunately yeah look I won't drop any uh, venue names but there is uh, I don't think one in particular where there literally if it gets to a point too loud it just cuts the power up so what he's talking about and it yeah. is. It's so awkward, and it's like I I, I, you know, I get that there's they've got to have a way to restrict, and there's probably reasons they've got that. Um, mm. Even though this one is sort of not in the city, but it uh, it really ruins sort of the dancer on that atmosphere. And I don't know, maybe I would think there could be a better way to do it. Uh, and I don't even think it was the DJ's fault because the DJ was saying he's like, I've got it set at the right thing, but when they all start screaming. It just yeah, gets even louder. Yeah, and yeah, and if there's if there's live elements as well, it's yeah, it, it sort of yes. it adds to the to the volume. Yeah, but uh, look, every business has its little things, and venues have got their things they need to worry about. So, um, but we are thinking about the entertainment for friends, family, guests, and them having fun. Correct. Hmm. So they book, they give you a list of songs, you give them a bit of guidance of where you feel like that's going to work, maybe not work. And on the night, the DJ and then any uh, acoustic accompaniments will be there. And yeah, they you've got sounds like you've got different packages as well in terms of wh- what time people are showing up. You know, you might have an acoustic for canapes or maybe even the ceremony. Then you've got like a DJ coming later on as well. Yeah, I mean, we're guided by the client in terms of what they like and what their preference is. That's why I said yeah. every, every event's different. Um, yeah, the DJ typically would be there from start to finish uh, and yeah. typically be set up before guests arrive just to ensure sound checks are done and to make sure yeah. everything's immaculate as well because we take pride in our, not just our appearance but also our, our equipment and our setup as well. So we, we're quite pedantic in terms of how everything looks and everything sounds as well. Yeah, cool. Well, tell us... And I would like to sort of wrap up on this question. What is your key bit of advice that you would give to couples? <laughs> um, I suppose 
making it making the, the night special to you guys and, and trusting your entertainers so we're we're there to make sure that your night is special and you have the time of your life so mm. we're yeah so definitely trust the dj trust trust your entertainers trust your, all your vendors as well because uh, you're paying for that service and you're paying for someone that yeah. knows what works and what doesn't and we we that's our goal we there's nothing else that we want we want and you guys have a good time your guests have a good time so um whether it be djs i mean let them yeah work with you to to make sure your night's special as well um and yeah pick us because we love what we do we, we, we've got you know really good djs musicians on our on our, on our team that just know how to rock a dance or they they're passionate about that what they do and and it shows as well in every gig like you'll see them smiling you know enjoying the music and enjoying being there as well which is quite yeah. important as well I think it's a, a, so important. You don't want someone who's just sort of stiff face, just just hitting a button. You want someone you can see they're into it because that helps everyone else get into it as well. And I can say this from talking with couples, uh, DJs and their communication, uh, it seems to be, it's a bit of a slightly unfortunate common thing with some DJs that it's, it's like, well, we book them, but we can't get in touch with them now. They're not getting back to us. And, um, I think something that Ministry of DJ is able to provide, you've got that level of professionalism, yet you still are uh, easily contactable in terms of um, things aren't going to get lost. Um, so, yeah, I think what you guys provide, not just in in on the night, but even the service beforehand uh, is incredible. And I know we've got a... a wedding coming up like next next week i think is it next week yes uh the, the lovely panama in um, fitzroy yeah with harley and tom at uh panama jeez i love panama i've got you know we've all got a little favorite like oh, just panama's cool you know it's just i don't know what it's like it's it's in uh fitzroy you know or collingwood it's so close to each other but it's just like it's just it's just a cool place yeah it works it's got the division between the dance floor and the dining area as well and it's got those beautiful yeah. uh you know, um, windows facing fitzroy's no johnson street i think or Brunswick johnson, Brunswick street. yeah Smith street. Yep. um but yeah it's it's a it's a gorgeous venue inside and the team do a very good job managing the venue they do they do indeed well andy thank you so much uh, i'm gonna make sure we've got uh, everything everyone needs to find you links and instagram and everything you've got a great instagram you've got a fantastic website that really covers everything there's i didn't probably ask some of the questions because i already i read them and i was like we'll probably talk some of that but if you do have more <laughs> questions either get in touch with andy or go to his website uh ministryofdjs.com.au it's got it all there and look with andy you can book djs and the saxophonist and percussion and acoustic just all sorted and it's nice to go to one one place we're just here to party we're here to make sure everyone has fun and um yeah we look forward to hearing more from you guys awesome well andy thank you so much for your time and everyone thank you for joining us for another episode and uh, we will see you next week bye Like we do it.